there's gossip because like something happened to someone, but sometimes somebody made a choice and they got themselves <laughs> in a situation and you're like, how did you get there? This is a cautionary tale. <laughs> Hello, friends and friends of friends, and welcome to the August subscriber episode. Like all subscriber episodes, one of you is going to come on in the second half of this episode and tell us a little gossip tale from their life. If you want to be that person, there is a form that you can fill out. It's in your welcome email. If you can't find the welcome email, please email us at info at defector.com and we will help you find it. Um... But before we get into our little story with our guest today, first off, Alex is here. Say hello, Alex. Hello, Alex. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) She's on one, folks. I'm so funny. (laughs) She's she's doing jokes. She's ready to go. Um, Alex and I, you know, if you're a friend, you probably saw this on Close Friends already, but we um, have been considering doing a little segment up top for subscribers only about viral gossip. And the reason, the kind of um, catalyst for this decision is a viral tweet thread from NBC News reporter Callan Rosenblatt. I don't really know how to say her name. But this tweet went super viral. We're going to get into it. There was a New York Mag article, like, it was posted on Instagram. It was DM'd to us and to me, I don't know, 100 million times probably. Mm-hmm. Like, all mm-hmm. of you sent it to us. And I love that. Like, I love gossip, so I appreciate being tagged in all gossip. But I'm like, I'm not quite sure what to do with it, right? Because like part of this show is anonymization and a large part of the show is We all know who it is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And a large part of the show is how we script and write the story. So like we can't rewrite that story for the show without um, getting sued into the ground. So we can't use it for that part of the show. So I, Alex and I kind of brainstormed and we decided, you know, we love other segments where people get caught up on the internet's drama. And so maybe that's a little treat that you guys would like too. So we're going to try it. We're going to do it in this little segment for subscribers only and see one if you even like this, so please send feedback <laughs> if you don't. Please and tell us if you don't. Two, if this is something that's replicable, right? Because if it is, then we can start doing viral gossips on the monthly episode, and that is fun and sexy. Um, Alex, did you pay attention to this drama at all? Do you even know what I'm talking about? So I know what you're talking about because I also fielded one million DMs uh, <laughs> of the first tweet in the thread. But I'll be honest, once something reaches that level of popularity, I start to become kind of a dick. And I'm like, too long, didn't read. (laughs) So, no, I have no idea what happened in this thread. I just didn't read it. Can you explain to me why you do that, though, before we we get into it? Like, what is it? But what is it about it, like, getting so popular that you're like, now I have zero interest? Like, would you do that with our show? (laughs) If you didn't uh, work on it. <laughs> Look, to be honest, I did it with Who Weekly until literally the year of our Lord 2022. Now I I wouldn't Alex. describe myself as a hooligan. Crunch, crunch. Um, but I Scarjo did not yummy listen <laughs> because, because it was so popular. And I was like, honestly, I feel like I'm behind. I feel like it's too late for me to get started. So I'm just going to let it pass me. Honestly, it's happening with the bear right now also. Oh, yeah. I really want to watch it. But you know, the the desire is waning rapidly. I have a theory about this. We'll get into the gossip eventually. Sorry, everyone. But mm-hmm. I do have a theory that like, 
the best way to seem out of touch or like old is to be late to something, right? So like what makes you feel old or out of touch to other people isn't not watching the bear, right? Like not watching the bear is a choice you can make. It's if you're talking about the bear in like three months and everyone else is like, oh, geez, we already watched this. We don't give a shit. Like, please stop, (laughs) which is like, that's a fine thing to do, but it has kind of made me similar to what you're saying, where I'm like, Mm -hmm. everyone's talking about the bear. It's too late for me to participate in this conversation. So I shan't (laughs) be watching it, which is like, I'm probably ridding myself of some good stories and culture. Yeah. I mean, it's a bummer because like, I really love to be part of a thing. I'm a big joiner. Yeah, me too. Um, (laughs) I love a fandom. Is is this Uh, bandwagon accepting new people? Because I would love to hop on. (laughs) Let me get a jersey. We're into English women's soccer. Let's fucking go. (laughs) But I don't know. Something about reading a Twitter thread, especially like it, they can just be so long. Like the Zola Twitter thread. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't read it. Yeah, it's so long. It's so long. Yeah. Well, luckily for you, I did read this thread, and I am going to walk you through it. Um, And we're going to do some judgments. You know, love to be a little little bitchy online behind a paywall. Pay $12 and you can hear us be assholes. (laughs) Welcome. Um, Okay. So I'm just going to, like, we're going to go straight through it. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to add some other shit that I found because – I love chaos. So the tweet thread, the one you probably read, right? The first tweet says, and I quote, guys, would you like to hear about the drama going on in the Upper East Side French bulldog community? (laughs) Which, one, iconic lead. Two, Mm -hmm. how dare you tweet this and not call it in? Like, extremely fucked up to me, personally. (laughs) Um, How do you feel? Would you like to hear this gossip? What's your reaction? If you didn't, yeah, sure. I mean, if I, if 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 I had come across this in a medium in which I did not have to read it, I'm realizing I think maybe the wall of text is the big barrier for me. Uh huh. Um. So if I had come across it in a TikTok, for example, Mm -hmm. or a YouTube video, even, I'd be like, hell yeah! It it reminds me of the the lead tweet in the Zola Twitter thread, which Mm -hmm. is like, y'all want to hear a story? Like, yes. Like one of (laughs) two hundred and fifty tweets. Yeah. 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 I also think – so this one is kind of going to be a little different than the ones I want to do, want us to do in the future in that, like, this story doesn't have a lot of legs to it, whereas in the future, I hope we can go back to, like, some gossip that went viral maybe six months ago and see if we can follow up on it. Um, nice. Well, just to say – I'm going to try and provide updates, but there aren't many. Okay. I would like to provide you two pieces of setting information. Okay. Both of these are in the tweet, but I want us to dig into it for a little bit. The first is Upper East Side. What are your associations mm-hmm. with the Upper East Side? <laughs> mm, you know, I used to live in New York, and I lived in mm-hmm. deep Brooklyn, uh, where there was, you know, a lot of trash on the ground, a lot of, lot of mm-hmm. used condoms, a lot of mm-hmm. chicken bones. Um, <laughs> Greatest city in the world, baby. <laughs> yeah, and a couple of times I, I met my friends on the Upper East Side, either to go to a museum or to go to an event of some sort. Usually it involved a museum. Um, mm-hmm. We, I think I went up to the Upper East Side like three times total in the three years I lived there. But every time I got out of the subway, I was just like, oh, my God, the streets are so clean. <laughs> yes. Really clean streets. So clean. Um, so clean. 
I also went through a big Gilded Age phase in the early half okay. of this year. So I know that the, you know, the wealthy families of the Gilded Age moved up to the Upper East Side mm-hmm. in the around the 1880s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that paved the way for Blair Waldorf and Serena Vanderwoodson to, to reign yes. supreme there. Really cannot recommend um, a highly gossipy book, Edith Wharton's Age of Innocence, more. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. But, yes, you're absolutely right, right? Like, Upper East Side, extremely rich. My, like, main association with it is also going to, like, the Met or the Guggenheim and getting off the train and being confronted with, like, a nine-foot-long window behind which is, like, a <laughs> single dress, Right, like, <laughs> like, and that's all. Um, the other thing we need to dive into is French bulldogs. Do you know anything uh-huh. about this breed of dog? Uh, they're cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to UGA where the go dogs mascot Uga is an English bulldog. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think English bulldogs are the less cute variety of bulldog if we're comparing the two. Mm. French bulldogs are smaller, more compact. They're less like, huh, like ugly, yeah. wrinkly. But they hulky. don't have a football team, um, so that's something. That's true. To that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, Frenchies, they're super cute and I imagine really expensive. Yeah, that's my next question is how much mm-hmm. do you think a French bulldog costs? Oh, my God. <laughs> $5,000. Yes. So oh, I really? did some research. Um, <laughs> the average, according to caninejournal.com, so one giant heaping mm. pile of salt there, is uh, mm. the average The average bulldog is um, $3,800 purebred. But oh, wow. if you want one that is like certified, right, like a fancy purebred mm. dog, like maybe mm-hmm. you'll show it or something. I don't really understand purebred dogs because I got mine for $25. Um, <laughs> those dogs can be up to six or seven thousand dollars for a single dog. That's so many dollars. Okay, that is the context you need to participate in this story, right? We are talking about fancy dogs who live in a fancy place. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the girl who tweets this, she has a French bulldog named Nacho, which I personally think is a great name, and I respect it. That's very cute. She takes Nacho to dog park meetups, dog meetings. At the dog park. Do you know anything about this at all? Like dog meetups, breed meetups? No. Uh, <laughs> By the I look mean, on your no. face, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> I saw a TikTok that was like, it was a dog meetup for introverted dogs where they all just yes, like I also saw that and I loved it. And I was also like, this is my dog. <laughs> I, <laughs> I loved that. Standing there looking at me instead of looking at other dogs. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know a ton about these, but I do know they're pretty common, which is that like, I know a few people who have had purebred dogs and they like take their dogs to these dog meetups where there are just lots of other dogs that are the exact same. What if you take home the wrong dog? Okay, this is also a question I have. And I think it's like just a misunderstanding that I have about like the way that you recognize things. Because I also don't understand how people tell their twins apart. Like I have a lot of questions (laughs) about that. Um, But Yes. It's like, okay. I I really think the reason people do this is like as a bit, like I can't understand any other reason for getting all of these dogs together besides just like, it looks funny, right? <laughs> like it's, it's silly to have 30 right. French bulldogs together, right? Which is a great reason to do something. I'm not knocking that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So these Frenchy French bulldog meetups 
are being organized by like a single person who I guess like has time to organize French bulldog meetups. I don't know. Could not be me. The queen of the Frenchies. Yes. The queen of the Frenchies is or- is organizing this through Instagram, right? So she's like okay. posting on Instagram like, we're going to have a Frenchie meetup whenever, right? Or like we're doing this at this like little dog park in Central Park every week on Sundays, okay? So basically like 15 to 20 French bulldogs roll up into this park on Sunday morning <laughs> and like run around in a circle. That is like, that's what's going on here. How do you feel about this as a concept? <laughs> Sounds fine. Sounds uh, weird. Um, although I will say like when I, my family had a golden doodle, which is a type of dog that I imagine mm-hmm. people who own them have meetups also. Um <laughs> We yeah, never I also did meetups, uh, but when we'd walk her and then she would get to meet another golden doodle, mm-hmm. that was always really exciting for us because we'd be like, what do you think she's thinking? Like, yes. do you think she recognizes that this per- this person, this dog is the same flavor <laughs> as her? Um, so that was fun. I, like, one of my favorite things about walking a dog is that, like, any other dog they're interested in, which I find very funny, right? Like, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, shit, another dog, which is just, like, <laughs> oh, really, shit. really silly <laughs> to me. But I yeah. agree. I, like, whenever I see a dog that even looks kind of like my dog, I'm like, oh, my God, look at that dog that looks kind of vaguely like my mutt of a dog, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. cute. Okay. The drama here is mainly that someone launched an Instagram account. There is no no fighting. There is no, like, yelling at each other. Okay. What happened okay. is someone launched an Instagram account called Stop the Meetups. Oh! <gasps> <laughs> what? <laughs> here, I'm going to read you some text from okay. these Instagram accounts. Here's one. Every week, the small dog run in Ch- in Carl Schur's park is subjected to 30-plus Frenchies plus their owners during high-traffic times. The dogs are all over the 25-pound limit for the run, and other breeds are not able to use it, which is against NYC Park's rules! Exclamation point. <laughs> Do you have any um, feelings about this this the thing that i just read you um yeah i mean i feel like it does now that i'm like hearing about it from the perspective of non-frenchy owners mm-hmm. it does seem like possibly a little inconsiderate mm-hmm. um especially like frenchies are small dogs yeah. and i imagine they're running around off leash in this area uh and you know people who might have bigger dogs might feel like they can't let their dogs off the leash when there's 300 mm-hmm. little snacks of Frenchies running around. It's also interesting because this first message, the person says the dogs are all over the 25-pound limit for the run, which makes me think that this park, like many parks, is divided mm-hmm. into multiple sections, right? So it's oh, like a, a yeah. section for 25 and under pound dogs, a section for over 25 pounds, which is essentially, mm-hmm. yeah, to keep Great Danes from like – I don't know, picking up a Yorkie for shits and giggles. Um, Okay, here's another one. Dogs from all over the city, including Chelsea, Brooklyn, even as far as New Jersey, are regularly invited 
to and coming to these meetups. The run is too small for this! Exclamation <gasps> point. This is some nimbyism. This mm-hmm. is like doggy racism yes. that's happening. This, <laughs> this is, is like- very coded. Mm-hmm. This is a like no wow. bridge and tunnel dogs in my neighborhood. <laughs> uh, not in the Upper East Side. Nope. Mm-mm. Like no. have your meetup in Prospect Park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Which is interesting, right? There's like a there's a nimbyism there, but there's also a like I can see it as a real problem, right? Like there are now thirty Frenchies here, and I who go to this dog park every day feel like I can't go or something because mm-hmm. it's too crowded. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a generous reading. Here's another: the owner of the Frenchies of the Upper East Side account is rude and looks down on other breeds of dogs that are in there. Some have said that she quote holds court and acts very holier than thou. <laughs> Well, she's the queen of the Frenchies. Of course she does. Yeah, of course it's a court. She's the queen. Oh, my God. I love this. Everybody's Mm -hmm. bad. This is our favorite kind of Mm -hmm. story. It really is. Okay, so the girl who tweets this says she's like, I have never seen brackets, queen of the Frenchies, be rude or dismissive of a different breed. This is such a wild amount of energy to devote to people who just want to meet up once a week. Once a week is rather frequent, I would say. Mm -hmm. Also wondering what time of day this is happening. Uh, I think she said Sunday mornings. Popular time to go to the dog park. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is also interesting to me because I'm like, well, how would you know? You have a Frenchie. Like, how do you know if this owner is rude or dismissive of other breeds? Your dog, she likes. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you can't call my friend racist. She's never been racist to me, her white friend. Right. It's also like, let's say this person isn't rude or dismissive, right? Like, I don't don't know this woman at all. I haven't done any research Mm -hmm. into her personally. But like, it's like if I had a party and I was like, Party for um, natural blondes only, (laughs) (laughs) which is racist and also is like, and then I'm like, oh, sure, anyone can come over here. But like everyone over there is blonde. Like you don't feel like you can go over there, right? Like you have now created. Kelsey, this is what a sorority is. Yes. And that's why I didn't (laughs) pledge Alex. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's why I'm still talking about it in therapy. <laughs> Going to a sorority? Yes, yes, exactly. But so it's like similarly to sororities that are like, this is a dog sorority where they're like, anyone can rush KKG, but can they? Can, can anyone they? rush KKG? It seems like no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> It also feel we're getting close to like the end of this because there's really okay. not a ton of likes to this story, but it feels like important to me to note that the girl who tweets this works for NBC News, so like is mm-hmm. a journalist, mm-hmm. is verified on Twitter, and has like a good amount of followers, and has blonde hair, and has blonde hair. Wow, really <laughs> makes you think. Um, so she is both a rather biased party in the Upper mm-hmm. East Side Frenchies drama and a vehicle for this kind of content to go viral because mm-hmm. she has followers and is verified and like is reputable. So that is how this got to us, right? It's like it took off immediately because it started on a platform. So even though this is like a tiny neighborhood drama, 
Mm-hmm. She then wrote an article for NBC News about it, right? Oh, she wrote the article. Wow. I'm pretty sure. Um, like, there's something about it that, like, rubs me a little weird in that I'm like, mm-hmm. is there some version of, like, reaching out to the person who started the account and trying to have a conversation about this instead of just tweeting it? Like, is there a weird power dynamic here? And that is, like, colored by the fact that that opinion is colored by the fact that the end result of this is that people started bullying the stop the beat ups person online and then they deleted their account. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what this really gets to is, uh, I almost said ethics in Frenchie journals. (laughs) I no, it's about ethics and Frenchie journalism, actually. <laughs> well, no, but it is, it's about this, like, debate that's happening all over journalism for the last one million years, mm-hmm. which is, like, can is it possible to be objective when you're reporting on something? Like, right. she knows about this story because she's part of the community that is being right. affected by it. But she also has an interest in portraying the story in a certain way. Yes. And she had a significant platform and also ability to kind of spread the version of the story she wanted to tell and she could Mm -hmm. and that's that's how it became a viral story uh which is really interesting it is interesting it's like i don't know that she was wrong per se but Mm -hmm. i'm also like what if you simply called this drama into us (laughs) instead of doing this oh man i have to be gotten this "Hmm." yeah i would have loved to open this email it would have been a great day for me um, and that that is our little viral gossip update. Have you enjoyed yourself? Do you want to play Who is the Villain? Oh, my gosh. I do. Um, I I really enjoyed this. So I, I found the Instagram myself, Stop mm-hmm. the Meetups. And I just want to share a couple of other things. Okay, um, please. First of all, it looks like there was a protest scheduled uh, at the park. Um. The, the bio of the Instagram is a community dedicated to allowing non-Frenchy owners of the UES equal access to dog parks and amenities. This is Equal Access serious. Opportunity Act. <laughs> this is very serious. And then finally, the most recent post from July 23rd, extremely happy to announce that Carl Schur's Park will officially be Frenchy-free this weekend. <laughs> That seems cruel to me. I don't know. It does. Um, so it seems that this account is using the language of like social justice yes. organizing yes. to much. organize against a breed of dog. And I feel uncomfortable as a person on the internet being critical of somebody using SJW yeah. language because yeah. I tend to align myself with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you start to press on it, even for a second, it falls apart because like, you know, <laughs> Frenchies are not like the most common dog and also like all all amenities and park like features are not built to accommodate Frenchies and like yes. Frenchies, they, they don't have like a tyranny over like dog ownership. Right. That's like not a thing. Like non-Frenchie yes. owners aren't being discriminated against. In fact, Frenchie owners seem to be discriminated against in this situation. Right. It's kind yeah. of interesting because it's like, it's kind of hard. I mean, my bias here, which I have already made clear, is that I think you should get your dog for $25 from the pound. Mm-hmm. Um 
they're more than that now in some places, but still that's my bias here. So I'm like, it's really hard for me to feel bad for people with a $5,000 dog or even like a $2,000 dog. I'm like, why do you need to be Mm -hmm. together? Like, why is that important? But I'm also like, it doesn't seem like this is not a real problem. Having a bunch of Frenchies, which is funny at your dog run is not a real problem. (laughs) Like if you have time to be starting a stop the meetups account, (laughs) pick any other problem, any other problem. (laughs) Like There are so many problems. Look around. You live in the Upper East Side. (laughs) Yes. But I'm also like, there are probably things you could do to give back to your neighborhood. There are probably things that actually do need to be stopped on the Upper East yeah. Side that could use a Stop the Meetups account. And instead, you have decided to devote your time to getting rid of a Frenchy social happy hour. Like, no. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I am. I th- I think I'm going to come down on Stop the Meetups are the villains here. <laughs> and uh, and but And also, you should adopt your dogs. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, yeah, the real villainry to me is everyone simply talk to each other in real life. Yes. If you're going to this park, I assume most days, if you have an active dog, you could simply talk to the woman in charge of the stop, the in charge of the Frenchies meetup and be like, hello, <laughs> I feel like I'm not welcome at the Frenchies meetup. <laughs> And then you are now having a conversation about something that you don't like instead of creating yeah. a national news story. That's the moral here. Ethics and Frenchy journalism. <laughs> Save yourself. Journalism. <laughs> oh, my God. That was super fun. Um, we would like to title this segment. We don't have a name idea yet, mm-hmm. though. Yes. Uh, we posted on the Instagram and some of you sent in some really great ones. So I'm just going to share some of them that we have in our doc. <laughs> Oh, if, no. If, if it feels as if people are coalescing around one, you know, just let us know. Um, oh, God. So, so we've got Messy on Main, <laughs> Viral Load. <laughs> I love that one. It's dumb. TikTok Tea, Viral Download. I'm sorry. What? Um, have you heard? Vossip, like viral gossip. And also viral gossip. Got a ton of suggestions for abnormal gossip, which I can't tell if that's oh. just because it's an easy idea or if it's a good idea. Grapevine and spreading the gospel. Like gossip. Oh. gospel. All good. Wow, you guys are so good um, at naming things. Yeah. So if 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 you feel really compelled, uh, send us a DM and let us know. <laughs> With that, we're going to get into our our special guest gossip for the week. Shall we? Yes. This month, we are thrilled to welcome Liz Wine to the show. Liz is a licensed clinical social worker in Kansas. As a lesbian in the Midwest, she is passionate about being an LGBTQI plus affirming provider. She's not sure whether she loves reading, dancing, sleeping, her cats, or stranger things more. Liz, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Like, have fangirling a bit. You know, I just love the podcast. Yeah. I'm- 
Hello, friends and friends of friends. Welcome to the July subscriber episode of Normal Gossip. This month, we are thrilled to welcome Liz Wine to the show. Liz is a licensed clinical social worker in Kansas. As a lesbian in the Midwest, she is passionate about being an LGBTQI plus affirming provider. She's not sure whether she loves reading, dancing, sleeping, her cats, or stranger things more. Liz, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, like fangirling a bit. You know, I just love the podcast. And I'm so happy to have you Special here. bonuses. It's so exciting. It's so fun. Before we jump into the gossip, can you tell me just for uh, my own information what a clinical social worker does? Yeah. So I have my master's degree in social work, mm-hmm. and then most people that do social work, don't get their doctorate unless they want to like teach graduate student or do research. And I want neither of those things. So <laughs> I have more years of experience and getting supervision than I passed another test. So mm-hmm. like I'm independent to practice and I can give others clinical supervision also. Nice. So it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's, really it's cool. different. It's a very strict that I come from a very strength based school of thought. So each each mental health domain has different things um, that they that they approach things from. Oh, that's fun. What do you yeah. what do you mean by strength based? Um, so finding the good in people and using those types of things, yeah. um, which can be hard sometimes, like when you have to diagnose, you have to work with insurance companies and give people diagnosis. <laughs> like, I don't like the I wording of that. gender. I don't like the wording of gender dysphoria diagnosis, like and how it's worded. But for some clients to get different services, like hormones or things like that, they have to be diagnosed with that. And so it's like mm-hmm. this fine line of getting people access to services, but also being like a uh, patriarchy in, yes. this, <laughs> in this, this system. <laughs> That's so fascinating. I, for like a very brief period when I had very terrible insurance, um, was diagnosed with arachnophobia because it was the only thing my insurance would cover. Wow. <laughs> so I know about that little Are you game. actually, or do you think you're actually, no. <laughs> do not, do not tell my insurance, but no. <laughs> I think they're, hopefully they're not subscribers. <laughs> I doubt it. Liz, can you, can we do the basic questions? Will you tell me what yeah. your relationship with gossip is? So yeah, as a therapist, I hear so many things I can never tell a soul. <laughs> and so um, it's very much like, you know, and as a high schooler, I was kind of like quiet and outsider. So I wasn't privy to a lot of gossip, nor okay. did I probably care about like what the basketball boys did on the weekend um yeah and even like I was thinking even more recent like even in media consumption like I was never like really into gossip girl it was just meh I love pretty little liars Emerson for life okay um that just a shipping there um but even I was thinking today my even my favorite gossip within a show is like fondue for two on glee where Britney has this yes. ridiculous gossip show so like I really like it has to be like over the top crazy like um and so that's why I love the podcast too, because there's this difference between you don't know anybody involved. It is mm-hmm. that storytelling. I think you'd mentioned it on a recent subscriber one. It's it's storytelling. Um, yeah. And I think it's too like for me, if I've been listening to people's trauma all day, which is they're very much serious reality and it's yeah. very real, to hear some ridiculous gossip, like it's a bit <laughs> ridiculous gossip versus serious trauma, like two different things. Um, and I think it's also a way that people can kind of escape reality. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes maybe we can use it to deflect when we're like in a situation. It's interesting that you say like you hear about people's trauma all day, but you're also hearing like people's secrets, right? And mm-hmm. because of your profession, you can't talk about them. So I imagine that is like complicated as someone who likes gossip. Yeah, well, and it's knowing too, like if there's something you need to staff a case with another therapist, it's not like, ooh, guess what this person said? It's like, hey, <laughs> you had somebody with this. It's not, it's not like that. It's, 
you know, and it's usually, it's not like those types of ones. It's like the yeah. ones that are really hard, you know, situations. Um, but I also like the idea of, I was also thinking about gossip. Um, this is going to sound so weird, but Please. my favorite type of gossip is She's like, especially when I've worked at schools <laughs> with kids, <laughs> schools with kids is telling their parents, like, pretending that I'm talking quietly, but I'm not really being saying like, so-and-so was so helpful today. They oh. had a wonderful day. They were so great. Like pretending like, like I don't want the kid to hear, but I really do. Like just the positive <laughs> gossip. Like I'm, I like that kind of too. Like, Ooh, did you know that so-and-so was helpful today when so-and-so fell down on the playground? Like, oh. I like that. I like that kind of stuff too. Cause I'm a little, you know, yeah. The same. That's so cute. Yeah. I'm like, I do like the idea of using pot, like, you know, this is very different because, again, it's not mm-hmm. people that most people know. But, like, in our real life saying, hey, guess, did you hear how, you know, so-and-so got a promotion at work? Yeah. And I don't know. I think, yeah, because, I mean, we're not living in real housewives. Mm-hmm. Most of us aren't. I always get really excited when one of my friends that like isn't connected to my other friends has something good happen. And I'm like, can I tell my other group of friends in which you're like a side character (laughs) that something has happened to you? (laughs) That's great. It's very cute. Um, Do you consider yourself a gossip? Mm. That's complicated. Um, (laughs) Only with like certain friends. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's more like because it's funny or it's like, okay, is this like, is this friend like, have you noticed this too? Or did you Uh hear? It's more like kind of like, are we, are we also like both in the same boat feeling the same way a reaction to Mm -hmm. it? Like Mm -hmm. sometimes I think too, like we gossip because we're like, in, in that sense of like, am I crazy? Like, am I like, is yeah. it just me? Am I getting weird vibes from this person or this situation? Like, am I overreacting or underreacting? <laughs> right. Like a gut check almost of like, do yeah. you feel weird about this person? But I think most of my friends too, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's definitely been times where I've been like in between like two friends that are having um, a moment and I just try to stay Switzerland because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be involved. <laughs> I don't want to make that decision. <laughs> who's right and who's wrong? Because <laughs> I was not there, and so I am not. Yeah, no, <laughs> I can't tell you what happened for sure. <laughs> Has your relationship with gossip changed over time? Yeah, um, I think it's just it's you know as an adult too, it's how we kind of keep in touch with with each other. Mm-hmm. But it's also I think we can learn from the stories too because sometimes there's gossip because like something happened to someone, but sometimes somebody made a choice and they got themselves in a situation and you're like, how did you get there? This is a cautionary tale. So I think we can also learn from it. Yeah, that makes sense. Is there anything else you want to talk about, about gossip before we dive right in? No, I think I can't think of anything else I have to say about that. We've covered it? Okay, well, the floor is yours. I'm in your hands now. Okay. So, yes, my story is about a friend of a friend named Morgan, okay. who works in the Kansas, who worked at that time in the Kansas City area mm-hmm. at a housing office um, for the city that she was in um, that really helps unhouse people mm-hmm. find housing. And so she provides supervision to case managers at that job to help. They were the ones that would go out and about and help people get all the forms and do all of the things. Okay. So Morgan had worked there for a while um, and she had a few coworkers that she was friendly with mm-hmm. and their names were, Hel- there were Helen and Sydney were two of her friends. And then Melanie was Melanie. Melanie's the main one that will okay. <laughs> we'll take note of, <laughs> uh, but Melanie was another supervisor um, and they had worked. Melanie and Morgan started about the same time. Um, 
and Helen and Sydney had started shortly after, but Morgan had always felt a little closer to Helen and Sydney as far as just their personality and all like their, their ability to get stuff done. Um, <laughs> so they, they just, <laughs> that'll happen to you. You know, you gotta have people that get stuff done. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Morgan, Morgan and the other supervisors that she was friendly with had noticed just kind of some oddities with Melanie. Okay. Um, there was just like, sometimes she was not always like, they're not sure she was at work when she was supposed to be or on time. Like they were not her bosses. So they're like, you right. know, that's not our monkey, not our circus, mm-hmm. but like, okay, what's, you know, maybe she's got medical appointments, you know, whatever. It's odd because everybody had, you know, shared Google Calendar, you know, shared yeah. Google calendars, but whatever, not like, mm-hmm. where are you? Um, <laughs> so her office too, it's important to know that her office, Melanie's office, was one of the offices without a window and a closed no. door. So Oof. if she's in there, you can't see who else, like you can't see her. You oh, don't know. I so see. her door is closed, which is often, and people would at her, Morgan said people at their office would write on the whiteboard, like if they're in a meeting with somebody or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So there was times where like, is she sleeping in her office during the day is what they were wondering. <laughs> the group was like, is she sleeping? You know, is you know, it was she was a known, um, a known pot smoker. Okay. Um. So like, is she like smoking during the day and then like coming and sleeping? Like we don't know what's going on, or is there other drug usage going on? Like we just don't know. Like they knew, like Morgan and Helen Sydney, all them knew Melanie has some complicated family history and some complicated stuff. You know, as we all do. Um. And so they just weren't sure, but she's. Seemed to get along with the team of supervisor, case managers she supervised, they said. Um, yeah, so she seemed to get along well with them, um, but maybe too well. Like, was she was she getting along too well with her case managers and not the supervisors? And, like, was she too, like, invested in them? Um, Can I ask a question really quick? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the I just want to recap to make sure that I'm understanding what's going yeah. on here. So she is fear she's maybe at work and maybe not it's hard to know because her door is closed yeah they didn't know <laughs> right yeah. and the like the theme of this is that like she seems good at her job the people that work underneath her like her but everyone at her level is skeptical is that right mm-hmm. okay yeah, i'm just laughing at something you said and i'll Uh-oh. have to come back to okay later. continue <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Good foreshadowing. So yeah, so they're just, you know, Morgan and Sydney and Helen, they're just keeping an eye out. They're like, okay, we're not, mm-hmm. you know, don't want to be like a narc on her because we don't like have any evidence. Uh-huh. But they just start noticing, just noticing things as as one does. You know, sometimes it's a little slow at work, Morgan had, you know, said. Sometimes there's not much else to do. Uh-huh. So they just <laughs> notice that there's one case manager in particular who is at our office a lot. Oh. And he comes off after, and so they figure maybe he's in trouble or and getting extra assistance with clients. They, right. you know, they're just like, oh, they really think that, oh, this is like he, he's having some problems. Maybe he's mm-hmm. getting some disciplinary action. <laughs> you know, so this goes on for a bit. Well, then the rumor mill starts with the case managers Uh-oh. that so Morgan, Helen, and Sydney start hearing from people that are concerned that like, hey, um, I think like they're dating outside of the office. Like she directly supervises him and I think they're sleeping together. And so, so they start hearing things and they're like, what? So they're hearing it from the people who work from that for them? So like they're hearing it from case managers who uh-huh. are like on the same level as the people that right. um, 
that Melanie also supervises. Oh, no. So yeah, they're hearing like they're hearing like the case manager gossip mill like filters up to them. So okay. the people with bachelor's level degrees, it's filtering up to the people with like master's degrees. Okay. And it's just, like it's it's, it's like up. And that's always but that's that's how you find out when to be concerned about people, like uh-huh. I said. It's 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 you you hear things. And so they were hearing up that her and Roger were maybe a thing. It was okay. not clear if they were friends or just um don't know what language i can use on here um you can say whatever fuck, if they want. were fuck buddies yeah. i don't know okay <laughs> like it was just unknown like okay we don't have evidence you know maybe it's not the best thing if they're doing if they're just hanging there's, out there's no we window on her office <laughs> yeah well come to find out one day that there's a day that Melanie just doesn't show up for work. And Melanie's oh. like, what the heck? I mean, sorry, Morgan is like, what the heck? Where's Melanie? And yeah. everyone's like, well, maybe she's sick. And then, um, no, like Morgan goes and checks her work box, like her inbox, because she had gets papers. And there's a note from Melanie. Uh. And it's like, hey, I've enjoyed working with you. Best what? of luck to you. And Morgan's like, what? What, what, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's happening here? And she notices in other boxes, there's goodbye notes. What? Like handwritten goodbye notes. <laughs> and, and so Mel- Morgan's like, what? And, you know, because the rumor mill works, it is, I mean, in case managers know things, come to find out, I'm not sure who she found out from, that um, Melanie and Roger had had sex in her office at least once. Oh, no. During the workday when other people are in the building. Oh, so no. So it's unknown if she got caught, like, in the end. <laughs> but apparently she was fired and Managed to scribble goodbye notes and leave them in people's boxes. Honestly, in- impressive. Impressive use of, like, forethought. <laughs> yeah. And then she, like, no, like, so, of course, people afterwards are, like, going to look up on social media, see what right. happened. No, Obviously. like, either nowhere blocked everybody, you know, uh, don't know. Um, okay. But the friend of the friend checked in with Morgan and said, do you have any updates? Yeah, do you, good. Do you want to know the update? <laughs> so couldn't find really much of either of them on social media, either the guy too. It was like maybe an old, like if you're not friends with him, you see like an old profile pic sure. or something. Yeah. Well, she did some digging. Oh no. Morgan did just some, so social media, nothing Googling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she found out at the next job that Melanie had, there was some legal action t- taken oh against her. Like God. she just stopped showing up to work and left clients hating out in the drive. This woman. So this was a repeat behavior. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> no one is making you do this job. Pick a different job. <laughs> and I think it's that whole um don't don't shit where you work. Right. Don't shit where you eat or whatever that saying is. It's like, oh, like maybe you need to like quit your job first and then start a relationship. And so yes. I, I don't think morgan knows if they're together or not uh-huh and after all i mean this is she said it was like eight years ago or so so enough time has passed mm-hmm. too but yeah it is unknown oh no this what little scammer she's so it is and so yeah and that, there was a lot of things and so you know people would say once in a while like yeah i wondered about this and this and like uh-huh. just things started to make more sense no um, so yeah that was my yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed still with just the idea of like the one office with the no windows uh-huh. um, <laughs> being like the site, well, the scene of the crime. <laughs> well, because most of the other ones ha- Morgan had said had windows to the outside. Right. 
So like if somebody's walking by, you know, you, oh, what's going on in there? Like right. this is like probably what should have been a closet. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's more ironic if it was like two women or something. Right. <laughs> It was a little more LGBTQ trauma, but but yeah, but it was pretty much a glorified closet was her office. That office. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's rough. That is rough. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that that's like, it's really exciting to think that therapists, counselors, mental health professionals mm-hmm. are like capable of the like human messiness that the rest of us are capable of. Yeah. And that's why there's things that regulate stuff like that is like, Hey, you are in trouble. Oh, it's kind of funny because you said at the beginning, right. That like, there were questions of like, is she even here? Right. Like, is she even working? So like, it's also possible that well, she And you was... said something about like the people under, underneath yeah, her. And yeah. that's why I was like, <laughs> <was> under <laughs> truly underneath. Well, it's also like she could have just been right. fired for not working, right? Like they could have just been like this. This woman, she's not doing anything. Right. We're firing. Like, her. And they may not have known. They may never have. They may never have. But it was at a place though too. Like it's hard. There was some times that was some people should have been let go. And we're not. It's kind yeah. of hard to get fired there at That's that a, place. It was said. Thank you for joining yeah. us this month, Liz. This yeah, I wasn't sure if it was a long enough one because, like I said, I I put together another one just in case it was like, okay, no, yeah. you just need, to, yeah, <laughs> in case it was like too short. You're like, okay, that's it. What? No, Nothing. time isn't everything. <laughs> We've introduced so many interesting right. issues here. <laughs> the goodbye notes is just a really like chef's kiss move to me of like not an email. Oh, man, I wish I, not I a, wish like, I had seen like. Yeah, I, I wish I would have, like, I'm like, I wish I had pictures of some of these. <laughs> Thank you so much for supporting Normal Gossip. If you want to be a guest on a future subscriber episode, please upgrade to the friend level at supportnormalgossip.com if you haven't already. This podcast was produced by Alex Sudan Laughlin. Defector's Projects Editor is Justin Ellis. Our Editor-in-Chief is Tom Lay. Jay Toll is our production assistant. Thank you to the rest of the Defector staff. Defector Media is a collectively owned subscriber-based media company. Thank you so much for your support. It's what allows us to do what we do. I'm Kelsey McKinney, and remember, you did not hear this from me. Um. Blah, blah, blah. I wasn't just crying in therapy, not oh me. Oh my God, she's never <laughs> cried before. Today I went on Love to See It. We basically arrived at the conclusion that there are two qualities that women have. They're weeping and making jokes because yeah. that is the like stereotypes of the two leads. Yep. Um, yep. So that, you know, you are just a, a whole, whole and interesting woman doing both weeping and jokes oh, in a one hour oh period. Can you believe Look it? Look at me. Look at Look me. At you. I'm a woman. <laughs> women? Women have minds and they have souls as well as hearts. Women, they, they have minds and they have souls as well as just hearts. Wow. Um, okay.